0: provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports, and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Yeah, believe it or not, I am back. It's been a few weeks. It's gone dark, and uh, I apologize for that. Just a lot of things going on. Been pretty busy. A lot of cool stuff happening in the next couple weeks. The Spartan World Championships up at Tahoe. I'll be there. going to do some interviews up there. But I thought it might be cool to do a little prelude to the event, and um, I asked elite OCR athlete Ryan Woods to uh, help me out with this, and he was gracious enough to, to uh, give me some time and do this. And it was cool because we never had a chance to meet, so this is kind of good. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> there he is. You know what? You should be- in <laughs> That's the voice
1: of an elite athlete right Can there. Can I tell you something?
0: I think you've got a real good speaking voice. You should be in this business.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I get way too high-pitched when I get excited. I'm like, yeah!
0: Yeah, I know, but that's the good part, right?
1: You got, <laughs> that's the good part, you got right. got to show
0: a little emotion, right? And all
1: right, all right. Lord
0: well, knows, no. you, you, you know, I mean, one of the most infamous podcasts in the sport of OCR, you are the star of it uh, we're <laughs> yep. not, not going to go there right now, but that was a, that was a good one
1: though. It was very, uh, was that a was a monster. therapeutic podcast for me. It really, uh, really put me in a, in a good headspace. So sometimes, sometimes you just got to share your therapy with the OCR world.
0: Right. Well, you are know, i got to tell you, I don't commonly listen to other podcasts, not because of an ego or whatever. I, I just, quite frankly, I don't have time, you know, I mean, people that can sit there and listen to these things, uh, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're cheating at work or something. I don't know, but I just time is time.
1: precious. I think, you know, a lot of it too, is just, where is your time? You know, if you've got a long commute to work or something yeah. like that, yeah, 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 I'm the same way though. All my free times gobble up with training and I've got a short drive to work, so yeah. I don't get to listen to much either.
0: Well, the, the thing is, is that I got pressed by so many people to listen to that. that podcast, <laughs> So I finally did. I listened to it. And you go, oh man, you gotta listen. right Wood rip this guy's ass out. It's like, oh man. I su- I said, well, okay, I, you know, and I listened to it, and it was like a crescendo. It was building and building, and bu- it's like a big pimple, man. <laughs> it just <laughs> pops. I
1: felt like I entered at eleven. I uh, I had to listen to, I, I took some notes and prepared. Yeah, this I know you did. Podcast that day. All it was day clear, long. <laughs> and I can tell in my voice when I started, I was already at eleven. I could tell, like, yeah. like I was just. I mean, I was ready to scream at the beginning of it. So I, I don't know if that, uh, if that was obvious to everyone else, but to me, I'm like, Oh man, this guy's is uh, angry.
0: <laughs> well, look you know, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give it just a little bit of energy and then I'm going to, we're going to put it to bed, but for whatever it's worth, let me just for the record, say this, you and I are standing in front of a convenience store and I'm like, Hey dude, let's go in there and knock this place over because I think there's $200 in the till. And you're like, hey, but if we get caught, we're gonna do five years in prison. No, 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 it's okay. We're gonna do, (laughs) because we're gonna get 200 bucks. It's like, and I guess my my attitude is like, why would anybody go through all this trouble to cheat in a sport that's not gonna pay them any more than maybe $20,000 a year if they're lucky?
1: Well, and, and, and I mean, just go to the one individual event. Uh, you know, you, everyone knows OCR Worlds has had drug testing for for uh, as long as they've been around. So to show up and just be taking a banned substance, uh, you know, to take third place in a thousand bucks. I mean, you know, you're going to get tested. Like, why would I do that? And I actually, I mean, Hunter was he almost caught me at the end. You know, like if he if he catches me on that slip wall. You know, it's a whole different story. I could easily just, if I knew I was cheating, I could easily just shut it down and let him in and be like, oh, darn, I lost. You know? yeah. But I was, I emptied the tank to keep him yeah. keep him behind well, me. But so. again, I
0: just don't see, I mean, listen, over the years I've worked with professional athletes in sport where the money was significant. You know, I, I used to work with professional boxers. As a matter of fact, I worked with the middleweight champion of the world and the lightweight champion of the world. And these guys are gonna knock down millions. Mi- millions of dollars.
1: Yeah. We're 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 knocking down thousands yeah, in OCR. Well, well, I it, mean, you know, like maybe tens of thousands, you know, and that's uh yeah. Well I, I mean Yeah, and then, there's 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 so many reasons why like it doesn't make sense to do it and and, and the way that it went down, you know, between what I was yeah. taking and how I was taking it and when I was taking it, that I mean there's just uh you know, th- some people, I think, really wanted there to be uh, cheating at the top so that it could make make them seem, you know, more relevant. You know, like, well, I can't compete with these top guys because they're all doping, you know. Yeah. And well, and, well, and, yeah. and when they get a little bit of life in that, they kind of – they they breathe more life into it and, and make it bigger than it is. And, yeah. I mean, at some point, you know, like – it, it was just eating at me. At some point, you just got to, like, speak up for yourself. Right. I mean, well, I was well, doing well, it. Question. I was doing something I shouldn't have. But, no, uh, I know. Listen, was, I'm not,
0: I understand why you would defend yourself in all of this. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm reading an article in uh, a magazine right now. It's an interview with Alex Rodriguez. And uh, he's talking about, you know, his year off from playing baseball because of uh, steroids. He signed a 10-year 252 million dollar deal to play baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. cheat. What do you mean cheat? I mean, I'm just <laughs> I'm just getting ready to go get paid. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm sorry. Yeah. I I can justify that shit all day long.
1: I uh, I mean, you know, I've I've had a really great year this year. I won the US Series, third in the North American Championships. I've won almost 20 grand, you know? That's yeah. uh I mean, I've got a pretty good job, uh, you know, and yeah, you know, definitely. I'm not going to throw away my running career for yeah. for that sort of money. Right. But by the you know by the way, data is allowed in Major League Baseball, so he yeah. he could take that all he wanted.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I I didn't mean to kick a dead horse here. I just nah, uh, all right for what it's worth.
1: I'm used to talking about it.
0: All right. So next week is the World Championships. I'm assuming that you're there. You're going to race, right?
1: I was thinking about it. <laughs> You're thinking <about> it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm already out west. I I'm, I just got into Seattle today for the Tougher Mudder uh, Championships. That's what I and have figured. Then, and I'm going to head down to uh, uh, South Lake Tahoe tomorrow and then just spend the week down there, rest up, and, and get ready to, to roll.
0: So you feel pretty good about uh, pushing yourself a week out?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, cause this tougher championships is going to be a uh, 10 mile course. It's going to be flatter. It should be more wide open running pretty much everything Tahoe. Isn't, uh, I'd imagine, um, I, I probably won't even be sore the next day. This will be kind of like a last hard workout. Uh, and a lot of times in these races, it's more of a tempo threshold effort than what it is. a uh, you know, a redlining. So I, I think, uh, I think this will actually be a kind of a a good sort of last tune-up. I like to get a little speed into before Tahoe, something like a... I've, last couple of years, I've done a Savage Race in September beforehand where you just... You get in that mindset of running fast and attacking obstacles, and I think uh, the tougher um, will definitely be that.
0: Okay. All right. So, yeah, and I, by the way, I'm, I'm with you on this. I was just kind of trying to get, your, get in your head because I have some athletes that I'm working with that are also going to be competing, and every now and then, they... They call me to the mat over the type of work I'm having them do early before an event. And I just find it's very subjective. I, I find some athletes do well if you really pound on them a week out. And then I have yeah. some that need like two weeks to taper. Otherwise, they're just in the bag. Uh, so it's very subjective.
1: I've got enough racing over the years under my belt that, I mean, even like a 5K the week before a 5K is, is usually pretty good. Uh I mean, yeah, that two-week window is kind of ideal, but I don't think, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'll show any sort of uh, fatigue or anything from from uh, this going into Tahoe. I think it'll actually be pretty well pretty timed.
0: Well, I think that it really is not going to come down to what's happened a week before or two weeks before. It's going to be a function of what you've done for the past eight or ten weeks in preparation yeah. for the type of terrain and circumstance you're going to be contending with, so...
1: And for me, it's, I would say a lot of it's last eight to 10 months, you know, just, uh, some of the things I picked up last year in terms of weakness. And I've talked with Hunter a lot about this. Uh, um, you know, as I, I last year is Seattle, that, uh, first us series race, um, where I just got destroyed on the double sandback. I went to it uh, with the lead pack and came out in 20th place. And that's when I really started committing to, uh, strength training and, and, uh, and one of the things I've always talked with Hunter about is how shocking it was once I started doing, you know, heavy lifting stuff. Um, how much faster I was at the heavy carries, which I thought I would be. But it's it's the recovery after the heavy carries that is uh, that is has been really eye opening. I I put down these bags now and I'm just ready to run right away. Um, whereas uh, in previous years, that's when I put down the bags and I was. Uh, it went from, uh, you know, a very good runner before the heavy carries to very below average or average compared to the top guys after the carries. And that's, you know, when I say eight to 10 months, um, that's where uh, I've really put in the work to make sure I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah. Well, you know that I, I coach Vijay and, mm-hmm. and I've been working with him for the last year and Vijay being young as he is, you you know how co- coming up in high school, you're doing cross country your bones are really made in these really short distance, high intensity events. You're not really, you're not really cut out for the long stuff. And
1: you're not an endurance athlete. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I tried, I've tried to keep him out of it for the better part of the season. I said, look, just not worry about the long stuff. Let's just kind of focus on the the things that you do well. And then maybe towards the end of the season, we'll, we'll look at world championships and, and try to gear up for it. But I, honestly, I, I didn't look at this race coming up as being an a race for him so much as an experiential thing. I think that if he does what he's supposed to do, he's gonna to start to shine probably next season. Well,
1: but he's also got that experience now. I mean, he's he's done the event a couple of years. It, you know it hasn't gone well and and you know, I, I think back to when I started doing real you know bigger volume and you know I ran two years across country in high school and then when I got to college, I was running five days a week back then, four to five miles a day in high school. A lot of it was quality, but it was, you know, 18 years old. I go to NC State, and uh, it's one of the top programs in the nation. Uh, uh, The five years I was there, we didn't finish lower than 11th in the nation across country. But immediately, day one, it was eight miles, you know, every day, 12-mile moderate long runs, 14-mile long runs. And that was freshman year, and then after that, you're in 70, 80 miles a week, every week. And, and yeah, there's a, a transition phase, but you know, he's kind of also at that age where he's ready to, his body's ready to start taking on the more mileage. And he's got, you know, he's got those years of running under his belt, you know, where you can start to say, all right, let's see what you do with this volume. Cause it does take a while to become an endurance guy, you know, especially from a 5k background. And it took me a long time. I actually tried my first marathon and, when I was still a thirteen fifty guy running for the farm team, and it was just a, a a family event we did in in France where the winner won their body weight in wine. Wow! <laughs> and I and I was and I saw the race. I'm like, oh, six minute pace for a marathon, and you win your body weight in good French wine. Yeah. <laughs> and you know. Did you try to I gain was, weight
0: to get more wine?
1: <laughs> no, I mean I, I mean I I figured one hundred fifty pounds of wine would have been would have been <laughs> yeah. enough. But like I show up, even though I'm doing 15 to 16, 17 mile long runs, I show up for that and I just try and run six minute pace and I blow up and I bonk, you know, and this is when I'm at my peak fitness, uh, my lifetime in terms of speed. So, you know, it it takes endurance is probably the, you know, for a 5k guy, it's probably what takes the longest to get, you know?
0: Well, we've been working at it and, uh, his, his volume's up and, um, I've been just really pounding on him to get a lot of mountain running in. And it's coming together. He's act. The good thing with him, and because he's young, is he repairs really well. He doesn't.
1: He's adaptable.
0: Yeah, he doesn't take the the beating like an old man. It's like you what? you get a guy who's 35, 40 years old, and say, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna punch you up to eighty miles a week," and uh, he's looking at you cross eyed because forty puts him in the bag, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, it's it's hard to it's hard to change where you're at, um, when you're, well, my age.
0: <laughs> All right. So, um, and I, obviously you, you, you're biased, but let's just take it from the top and, you know, because I'm sexist, let's go with the women first. Okay. Who do you think is going to win this race, the world championships?
1: Oh, Lindsay, Lindsay. It, I'd be surprised if, uh, anyone beat Lindsay. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, Susanna is obviously, you know, the name you talk about as, as her biggest competition, but Lindsay gets better and better every year. And, and she's, uh, you know, two years ago, she kind of blew up, but yeah, I think Lindsay is, is the girl to beat for sure.
0: Well, Lindsay is amazing. Uh, there's no question about it. I mean, she, she, she gets done with a race and she looks like Barbie. You know what I mean? She, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't even look must. She looks like she just showed up and yeah, and I don't know how the hell she does it, but, uh, she, I
1: mean, I mean, I mean, she basically like in North American championships, her, her goal was, you know, she just wanted to run the first half with the lead girls, and then she was going to start racing the second half. And right. she still beat him by, by three and a half minutes or something like that, with, with just letting him stick around half yeah, the race. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I you know, conver-
0: conversations I've had with Ryan in the past uh, regarding Lindsay is is that it, it's like she's she's been in it. I mean, this is not like a new thing for her to put the kind of volume and training in that she she does. Mm -hmm. Um, she's pretty seasoned in, in respect to the work. And I think a lot of the girls coming up just weren't really as seasoned and, and now they're starting to catch up. But, um, I,
1: I still think there's a a pretty big gap. I mean, there's a, I think you've got the top five women, um, that are separated, uh, but there's still a pretty big gap between Lindsay and the rest of them. The rest of them all have pretty major flaws. It seems like in their obstacle racing game.
0: Right. Well, I, I picked Rhea Coble. And I just think that her her ability to run up a mountain is and her endurance is is absolutely something something to think about.
1: Yeah, it's something to think about. Ray is great. I mean, she's really good. Uh, you know, she's coming off of an injury. She's healthy now, though. Um, uh, you know, Raya could could really be a force in there. Um, I still uh, I still would give it to to
0: Lindsay though. I, I had I had Lindsay as second. And, and, and I just think that it's for Rhea, it's probably just feeling like this is something she really wants and Lindsay's done it and I don't know I just my gut tells me Ria
1: yeah I I'd bet against you but Ray' is <laughs> still really good I mean yeah. I, I think Lindsay wants it I think she's a lot more competitive than what you know the smiles uh, leads you to to believe I she she definitely wants it she's hungry and she's gonna she's gonna be uh,
0: she's going to be nasty out there. So what do you think about this Rebecca Hammond?
1: You know, that's a, uh, uh, it was a pretty, pretty impressive performance in, uh, in West Virginia. Uh, don't know, I don't know really anything about her, but she's got a running (laughs) background. She's clearly strong and good at obstacles. She also, you know, is so new that she doesn't know how to do obstacles, but you know, she's someone that could mix it up for a little bit, um, in Tahoe. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's really, I think next year is something that she could, she could step up and be maybe one of the girls that contends to beat Lindsay. Uh, um, it's just, you know, the potential's there right now. It'll, it'd be hard to put together. There's so many little details and nuances that goes into obstacle racing with every single obstacle, a little bit of technique, um, that she's going to be given away a little bit of technique seconds you know, yeah. with every, every little bit of the race. And I, I, I think it'd be hard for her to beat Lindsey. Uh, but, you know, obviously what she did in West Virginia shows she's got um, potential to be a force in the sport.
0: Well, I, I spoke to her. I actually interviewed her a couple weeks back, right after West Virginia. And uh, it's pretty interesting. I'll tell you, she, she, well, number one, she had only run 13 miles twice in her life. And once was two years prior to West Virginia.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and
0: uh, and really at the end of the day, she'd only done three obstacle course events ever, and West yeah. Virginia being the third. Yeah, and uh, she is finishing her final year at Harvard Medical. And I, I mean, I don't even know she, the training thing. She's like, well, okay, so uh, we It was like four weeks out at that point. She goes. I'm going to have to train hard for the next couple of weeks, but then I'm just going to back off because I just don't want to get too caught up in all this, you know? And so she's like, so matter of fact, incapable of being a threat that it scares the hell out of me.
1: Yeah. Mister. Also, is she going to, is she going to want to do that though? I mean, is, you Stop. know, she did that race and is, you know, is, is she's finishing up Harvard medical school. I mean, she obviously has, uh, bigger ambitions in life than obstacle racing and you know is she ever going to actually be a part of the sport um you know is she going to be able to find the time to train you know she's going to residency and stuff like that
0: i I think that's probably the biggest
1: yeah i think that's probably the uh the biggest thing with her is if she wants to she she shows incredible potential uh if if you know it's easy not to want to though there isn't as much reward as being she was
0: she was a cross-country runner and uh ran a little bit in college ran a little bit in europe um but um straight into med school and and this was just like you know i got together with some friends and they said hey why don't you do this thing and she and she just found out she won i think she won greek peak is that am i wrong about that i'm not sure if she didn't win it she i know she did really well and beat a lot of the elites that were there and you know i know it's not a a race for the for the most part but um she goes, Oh, wow. I'm pretty good at this. You know, let's go ahead and do this other thing. And so just like matter of fact, just matter of fact. So I have her down as a dark horse. Um, I don't, I don't look at her to win, but I look at her to probably end up top seven is where I have her.
1: Well, the big difference between West Virginia and, uh, Tahoe is going to be about 30 to 40 minutes more of running. And, uh, um, so we'll see, you know, if, if and it's tougher running up now mountains with less oxygen. And that's where, you know, that um, lack of long run, uh, l- lack of endurance could really cause a blow up and, and end up, you know, you know a, a much worse performance in West Virginia. So, but yeah, I agree with that. I mean, she could, she could be anywhere from, you know, top three to top
0: ten. So who do you, who would you peg as second behind Lindsay?
1: Yeah, I mean, Susanna, that's, I think, the the easy, simple choice. I mean, Lindsay, Susanna. Uh, and then I think, you know, uh, I, that's where I I'd parse it out to a pack of Faye and uh, and uh, cool. Rhea and uh, Nicole and Alyssa. Um, Alyssa is always really good at enduring and keeping her pace. Um, you know, Nicole is, I think she's been a little injured and banged up, and, and sometimes, you know, I wonder if she's as into obstacle racing as, as some of the other girls uh, and as committed. Um, but she's got the great flat wide open speed, but there's just not going to be much of that. And then you've got uh, – um, uh, who else was in there? Faye. And Faye is – Faye doesn't have, I think, the, the the mountain running ability that Lindsay has to, to really beat her in that race. But she's also you know really uh, – she's probably the most well-rounded – Uh, besides Lindsay of all the obstacle racers in terms of, you know, there isn't as much of a weakness in her game. And then, uh, so I I put them all kind of together in that sort of pack. And Ray as well in there. Yeah, I like
0: Faye in this when she's healthy and and her mind's right. She's got to be mentally in it. And I think sometimes she's not. Yeah. I have her, um, by the way, whenever I bet, I lose my ass. So, um, anybody think, oh, he must know what he's talking about. No, I don't. I'm just guessing, man. So I said Rhea, I said Lindsay, I said Nicole, I said Zuzana. Uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just feel like uh, Nicole's going to gonna get ahead of it. And then I have Faye. Faye on a good day could be second, maybe. I mean, it really have to be a good day for her. I, I, I think Rhea has the ability to outrun Faye on a mountain. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then I have the Rebecca is a dark, dark horse. And that's as deep as I went with it. Yeah, no, that,
1: I mean that sounds about right. I think uh, um, you know you start getting into the next tier there, and I think you know what's going to be Amelia could really be in in the back end of that. You know, maybe sneaking in and getting some of those girls that falls apart. And uh, really, um, there's I mean, if one of you know that's sort of the next tier, and then you've got uh, oh, who else? Am I put in the next tier. There's a lot of girls. Well, that, I
0: left uh, out Alyssa Holly and and. I I don't know why, but I just did. I, I... See, I think uh, I think she always does
1: well in Tahoe because uh, you got the longer heavy carries. She's one of the stronger girls, and that's why you know I think uh Millie could do as well as uh, there as well because you get the longer heavy carries, and it's it's so much uh, uh, so much. Ta- it, there's so much taxing of your body that I think runners like Nicole and me in the past, uh, we break down and become pretty average, ordinary runners. Whereas the really strong people who, who like that, and they don't break down as much from the heavy carries, they become faster. And that's why you saw Alyssa in third place last year. And that's why Amelia had so much success years ago is she's good at, um, you know, dealing with the heavy carries and not having them leave her gas. So that's, you know, that's, that's what I would say um, about them versus some of the pure runners in this sport. And Raya might fall into that pure runner uh, in the sport um, sort of category. Um, you know, she was a good deal back of Alyssa and uh, Faye last year, and so was Nicole. And you know, I, I think they're better this year, but we'll see how much better.
0: Cool. Now let's talk about the guys.
1: Dudes. Yeah, let's Who'd, talk about the dudes. Well, now,
0: I'm sure you've analyzed this <laughs> 50 times to Sunday. I like John Alban for this,
1: sure, and yeah, there's not much to like about him. he's a he's a good mountain runner. Sometimes I wonder uh, why he hasn't winning in it every year. well, i
0: think I think that uh, over the last year, he's I know he's you know for what I do know about him, he's he's been spending a lot of time doing these sky races, and I think that's going to really lend in his favor when he gets gets up in the mountain and and you know, just his general endurance is going to be really, really, you know, hot to trot.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean with the sky racing that he does, I mean he's he should have the best endurance of the field, him and him and Atkins.
0: So I picked uh Auburn first. What do you think? You think I mean I you? think I'm gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you didn't say that I'd be pissed. <laughs> How could you not I mean, go it, into this race with the with an attitude that you're not gonna win it?
1: Well, I I'm sure yeah. I don't know. I that's a good question. Um no, heads up you know, with, I think heads it, up with Auburn, can you outrun him? Um, I don't know, you know, he's going to be at the tougher race tomorrow, I believe. So, um, I'm kind of curious about that cause it's a, uh, a flat race, uh, and I've never raced in flat and OCR worlds, he's, he's run away from me there on the, on the mountains, uh, which is, you know, kind of, um, I mean, it's, it's left me pretty impressed in the past couple of years, but then in Tahoe, each of the last two years, uh, at least early on through the first climb and the first two climbs two years ago, I I was way ahead of him until the the heavy carries. Uh, So I'm not sure. You know, I think everyone talks about how the altitude affects him and it's not big altitude there, but it seems to at least a little bit. So uh, Albin's one of those guys that I don't have a whole lot of experience with. We only get to see him, you know, twice a year. So it's, it's hard to know him as well as you know, everybody else and and their sort of quirks and how they race and what they're strong and good at.
0: Right. So, since you're going to win, who comes in second?
1: Uh, Atkins.
0: Okay. So, you're putting Albin where? He's probably
1: third or fourth with – I'd say third. Okay. I mean, well, here's – here's you know, I don't really I'm, – I'm not looking at it, you know. I'm, I haven't put any thought into this in terms of, like, how everyone's going to finish. I think there's tiers of guys. And I put myself in the top tier guy, uh, of guys. And I put, you know, Atkins in there, Albin, Killian, and uh, Cody and, uh, um, that might be, who am I forgetting? Batris? Uh, no, I don't think he's going to, I mean, Batris is good, but I mean, in terms of top tiers of guys who have a chance to win, uh, you know, I think it was basically the top seven last year. I think for the most part, we separate ourselves from everybody else. Um, and I mean, we could easily lose to other people, but I think your winner is going to come from that group of five, me, Alvin, Adkins, Killian, or, or Cody, and Cody, I mean, he hasn't been what he's been in the past. These few races, he's shown up, but you know, everyone's like, you know, he'll 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 show up ready to go. So he he's earned that respect.
0: I have him as a dark horse.
1: <laughs> you got the two-time world champion and, and current horse. reigning champion as a dark horse. Yeah.
0: Well, the reason the reason I have him as a dark horse is because the, just the last race, it just seemed like he didn't have he didn't have the uh, the old Cody moat. Ooh, no,
1: I don't, I don't, West Virginia was by far his best race. You think? I mean, you were looking at, you know, Killian for, I mean, going into the, the heavy carries, uh, the last bucket carry, Killian had about 40 seconds on me. I had about 40 on Atkins and he had about 40 on Cody. That's how close everything was. Um, so he was right there in the mix the whole way. Atkins just really dug on the tire in the bucket caught me, which, you know, I basically folded after that and he just kind of cruised in for fourth. So he was he. We were separated from everybody else by a, a good amount. He was right there in the mix, going back and forth with Atkins, and you know, it was that was a really tight race. I mean, we were all, you know, within we could we could all throw a softball and hit each other for the entirety of the race.
0: Okay, well, I just I was wondering whether his age is starting to get to him.
1: He's only a year older than me. <laughs>
0: well, I know. I mean, but let's do. Forty years old is forty years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, but when thirty nine, you're still on top. And you look at what Hobie did last year. Thirty nine, yeah. in the title, and then at forty, won the U.S. series. Pretty, pretty. Uh,
0: yeah, he's a. Freak. Dominantly,
1: he had a you know bad Tahoe, but he was still seventh. So how yeah. bad was that?
0: Yeah, he's a freak, no doubt about it. Okay, so I my, let me give you my lineup. I had, I had John Alban Atkins. Uh, I had Killian simply because, you know, he's done well. And, oh uh, yeah. And then between you and Moat, I, I figure around fourth. Uh, you know what? I I don't know why, but I put Battress in there only because Battress can run. If if everything goes well for him, he can actually do well. It's just I think that he just doesn't seem to have the game he needs going. In, if that makes any sense, because he's got he's got the pedigree to be able to run with just about anybody.
1: I think he struggles on mountain courses. I like he's he's gonna be up here at the tougher championship tomorrow yeah. and he's a he's a real dark horse to potentially win that flatter course. Um, I just haven't seen the the mountain course that he's really excelled on uh, mm-hmm. um I think he's a poor technical downhill runner and and that might be my biggest weakness, but uh, I think that's where he'll kind of lose a lot of ground. Well, I know he was um, injured
0: for a long time as Achilles was giving him a lot of grief, and that probably would be part of the reason why I was a little apprehensive on the downhills. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, I just think that if you look at his history, the, guy, the guy's the guy got a, a hell of a pedigree as a runner. I just – I never discount the runners. You know, they they always – and he's gotten str- – he's kind of like you. You've, you've gotten a lot stronger over the last year. Oh, yeah. Year and-
1: he, he's he's very strong. He's very capable in all of the off schools. So, mm-hmm. um, for, yeah, for, Mark is great. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did uh, really well. If he snuck in the top five, he's definitely – uh He's definitely uh, – I would put him in that second category of guys for sure. I just – I think uh, the five of uh, – the five guys I mentioned are, are separated from them a good bit. And I, I think in that next group of guys too, uh, I mean, that's where you see so much uh, depth and variety of guys. You know, Ian Hosick and Brian yeah. Kempson and DJ yeah. and, and uh, so, so many other guys that have, you know, stepped up. Yeah. But when it comes to Tahoe and the distance and the mountains – um usually they expose some flaw in, in their game. And for most of them, uh, I think I said this before, I think Atkins and I were talking about this with Matt Davis, but uh, uh, for most of them, it's just the ability to run with the top guys right. uh, on that long of a course. Right. And, and Mark is one of those guys that, that could do that in theory.
0: Well, and, and then I guess my second dark horse would be VJ to be in top seven. I think he has the ability right now, if if everything goes well and he doesn't if he doesn't choke, that he can he can stay he can stay within certainly within the top ten on this race. Um, He's
1: still got a lot to prove though on a on a long distance yes, he beast does. course, especially a beast course that it's probably going to be. I mean, if it's tr- like it's been the past two and a half hours or so. Yeah, so.
0: no, I know, but I, I just know how his training's gone in the last um, three, four weeks and uh, a lot of mountain running and he's, 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 he's looking really good. He's getting stronger too. He he was like you. He was had a lot lot of struggle with the carries. Uh, the double, the double bag carries were just, you know, his nemesis. It was just jacking him up. and, And I could tell you, I beat the dog crap out of him with heavy carries in the last couple, three weeks and he's stepping up. He's been handling it. So, and it's it's not breaking him down as you were talking about being able to come away from the carry and be able to still run, it's not breaking off his speed. Yeah. Uh, and so you know you're that's right. Where, I mean, that's he, where
1: most runners lose it. Is you know even if they get through it, they just become ordinary afterwards. Right. If if they even stay that.
0: Yeah. Now if he gets blown out, uh, and like San Jose, he got blown out. I mean he was doing so well, and all of a sudden he's just like, where, where the hell is he? You know I'm like look, by the finish line. Going up that one of the last climbs I saw him, he was sitting in about fourth place and uh, then he just disappeared. I'm, and I'm like, what? I had my camera out and all this, you know, I'm like, what, what the hell? Yeah, I think he ended up in like 10th or 11th and, and people were going by him that had no business being in front of him. And and we, you know, we learned from that. We realized that there absolutely we need to get on top of that mountain.
1: And the guys' field, too, I mean, uh, you know, I I think everyone talks about how competitive the women's are, you know, with those top five girls and maybe a few other girls added in. But there's still actually bigger gaps in the women's field than the men's. You know, you look at Utah and West Virginia, um, the the appearance was that the women's field was close, but, you know, and the guys – well, I mean, Lindsay won Utah by four minutes, yeah. uh, and the guys field, the top 10 was all within four minutes. And if, if you, if you blow up and bonk at all, it's not going to be one, two, three guys passing you, it could be, you know, a half dozen and, yeah. and, and, and as six people go by you, you know, yeah. you get if you've deflated. got a mile to go, yeah, you, you quit on yourself, you right. know, and that's, and that's, uh, the depth of the men's field is, is really good right now. Um, yeah. And and that's why you know there could be anybody new that steps up. A lot of lot of names out there that could sneak into that top top five, top eight for sure. Yeah, and
0: I know that at Noram, that 3K race, uh, VJ came in second behind Atkins, and I watched it and I saw when you know Atkins clearly put in pretty much everything he had because he came rolling across the finish line, and VJ was 15 seconds back, and uh, he had give up on first. Because Atkins was out of sight, got around a corner and didn't see him and he thought, okay, he was just so pleased with himself for having second, but he had all this left in the tank. Had he known that he was that he was that close, he might have had a chance to push up on him and either make it a lot closer or even potentially pass him. Uh on a short course, uh the kid's got the kid got lungs, man. I mean he can, he can I mean well, he's
1: I, used to that that sort of tempo uh, right. you know, five K races, that's yeah. that's that's how you're running, that's yeah. how your body's you know, that's how your body's operating.
0: Yeah, well, I like him in that distance. It's just that you know you can't you can't make a living in that distance. You gotta you gotta well, be more well rounded, right?
1: You might not be able to make a living in OCR
0: at all, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think anybody really good uh, hobby. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you know, I'm still hopeful. I, I'm hopeful that somewhere along the way, it's gonna step up and and there's gonna be more happening with it. Uh, I mean, there's so much money that's trading hands around the sport. Uh, yeah, but I, most of that's just
1: going through Spartan and, and Tough Mudder, you know, right. the, the big boys, you know, it's, it's all going through it. there. And then <laughs> it's, you it. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, not, they're not a charity.
0: Well, look, you know what, I, I as much as I, I have disdain for Nike at the moment, if a big player like that decides to invest in the sport, I think it could be a game changer.
1: I mean, Reebok was invested with Spartan for, for years.
0: Yeah, I know, but I think it was they were early adopters. I, I just think that Reebok. I mean, you look at
1: those big brands, Reebok and Nike. If they're invested, there's going to be some money coming in. But they still they're more controlling than Spartan is. You know, you're not going to be able to, you know, they they're not going to share any sort of ad space with anybody. If they're in, it's just them, and, and then it, it it closes. It might actually open some windows for athletes in terms of, well, if the brands are sponsored by them. All the other smaller brands will go to the athletes. But uh, I mean, if you're, if you're in with Reebok or Nike, you know, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not getting the other ancillary sponsors. Um, right. it's, it's just them.
0: Right. Well, I've got a friend that works for Nike who uh, came up with me. I, I actually mentored him back in the day as a runner. He works as a coach for Nike now and I've been talking to him because I honestly believe that if he got into the sport, he could be a contender in the sport. And you know, having a running background, that uh, if you think there's no money in the sport as, a, as, a, as an OCR athlete, try to make a living as a runner. I mean,
1: oh yeah,
0: uh, it's harsh, right?
1: I mean, when I was uh, when I was you know uh, qualifying for track and field national championships, I wasn't making any money, and it, uh, everything you do is on the track, and there's almost zero prize money for. a 1350 guy uh you know and the big races where you're trying to get those big prs you know you're not you're not doing it for any sort of money and i did road horror for a while too and that i mean that made a little bit of money and it was a lot less expensive than uh, you know you could do regional races and just drive and you get free entries and stuff whereas you know yeah, you not a couple paying, hundred bucks right you you're know, not so. paying 150 dollars to go four hours to a spartan race and pay for a hotel and park yeah. and then still make 500 dollars you know at the at right. local well, events you,
0: you've got to be somebody i mean you' have got to be sub 2 210 marathon to make a check in, in the sport as a runner yeah and then the competition gets really steep right you're dealing with I mean, look at this, Kipchoge just dropped a 201.35, was it?
1: Yeah, 39, yeah. Whatever
0: it was, it's scary. I mean, you, you, you get to a place where the stratosphere, these guys are taking all the money home. You talk about well, making... if you're
1: if you're a two ten guy, I mean, you, there's so many different major marathons. The two ten guys, you know, they're they're out there racing, you know, maybe two a year. And you know, if you pick it right, you can you can hit some home runs in some of these major marathons uh, if you're a two ten guy. And lots of guys have. Um, uh, but you know, it's it's when you're when you're that type of athlete uh, and you, you're trying to do that, you get you get one maybe two shots a year. And if it's a bad day, right. You walk away with nothing. Right. Well, look know, at the, so. uh, the, um,
0: the LA uh, Olympic qualifying race, Galen Rupp when he took that. I think he might have pulled down 150,000, something yeah. like that. Right?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's Galen Rupp. I mean, there's still there's still that next tier guys in the marathon that make a lot of money. Uh, I feel like you know the marathon is if you're a distance runner is is where it's at. Um, it's, it's probably a lot tougher if you're a 5k, 10k guy, cause there, there, the no purse for winning in, uh, the biggest 5k and 10k in the nation or, you know, in the tens of thousands, right. as opposed to, uh, hundreds of thousands, like, um, LA marathon or right. Boston marathon right. or Chicago marathon. And, um, even in, even in those major marathons, they have us only money. That's, you know, bigger than your, your, your biggest prize purse for a national championship in the road, 10k, you know, so to speak. Right.
0: Well, again, I, I'm still optimistic. And I think that uh, where where it's going to come down to, it's not going to be about the events that are going to be handing the money out as much as it's going to be people that are going to want to own some of these athletes to get the to get their product out. See, Nike so far hasn't come out with an OCR shoe. If they do, and I think they are, then putting that shoe on an athlete is going to come down to putting money in that athlete's pocket. And when that starts to happen then you're going to get other athletes are going to want to get in the sport because they want to get some of that money. and Because I I think what happens with OCR right now is there's a lot of athletes in these peripheral sports that are not looking at OCR because they don't see it as being a valid sport yet. That's part of the problem. Guys that I know that I've tried to convince to get into the sport that are just like, nah, I don't think so.
1: I think, I think another, uh, big issue with, I mean, Spartan in terms of developing, uh, I'll say Spartan cause they are the, kind of the big boy on the block developing, uh, um, more, getting more athletes involved in the sport that have the potential and the capability, um, is there's, there's such a big jump from these U S series races, uh, from the, the regular events. And, and the, and if you're, if you're a guy like, uh, you know, if, uh, there's been some big mountain runners and steeplechasers that have gotten that have tried some of these big races um and the heavy carries are just too much and they break down and they get destroyed and they don't come back because everyone's there and 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 you just are, it's just too much too quick and when you take a look at their more regional events when it's you know 500 200 100 prize money um there's there's no draw for some of these guys to to do that and mm-hmm. i think if Spartan were really wanting to develop depth and get new athletes in the field. They would basically need to – all they'd have to do is double that prize money from their their regular events. And all of a sudden, those events become more relevant. People are cutting their teeth and making $1,000 at – you know, the, the Charlotte, uh, sprint, you know, on, on Saturday, they, they develop the skills, they develop the passion for it. And then when they show up at the bigger races, they're more prepared and more capable. But when you kind of nickel and dime these smaller regional races, people aren't showing up, they show up to these big races, they're not prepared, they get destroyed, they're not interested. And I think, uh, I think that's, that's kind of what needs to happen if, if they're going to develop, uh, if they, if they're going to develop interest in some of these guys that are capable who are mountain runners and, and steep chasers and right. trail runners outside of the sport.
0: I'm assuming you know Joe Gray, the mountain runner? Yeah. I talked to Joe about this years ago, and I said, Joe, have you seen this thing? Are you looking at this? He goes, nah, not interested. I'm like, Joe, I'm just, you know, nah, no, I'm, not, I'm not even interested. And I started looking at him as, I mean, uh, I think it's a lot easier to get your pipes up to get stronger if you've got the skill as a runner than it is to try to gain the skill of a runner because you had strength.
1: Oh, sure. Absolutely. That's, that's right. my back. You're evidence. Of Joe's, that, right? Joe's pretty skinny up top. He's got huge thighs. I mean, he could run all day. I don't know if he's like the good example. I think Max King was a good example. He's very strong, right. um, sure. upper body. Uh, um, oh, what's his name? The, the guy that, um, Aaron Fletcher, uh, a few yeah. years ago, the steeple chaser from BYU. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, what's his name? Who was uh uh he was at Utah and he was in the lead for a little bit. He's done a couple of them. Uh the Olympic Steeplechaser. Those are guys uh uh you know, who have showed up to big races. Oh, and JP Donovan, he does the filming now too. They've they've shown that they're really capable. They show up to a big race, finish in the top ten. Uh you know, JP's a former US mountain running team member right. and they show that they've got lots of potential, but because what they're showing up to is the big race, they walk away with zero prize money and and they paid 200 bucks to get in and
0: it's a risk versus benefit type of thing i'm just like in the moment it's just like you think about all the things you have to correct in order to get prepared for it and you just can't get there and if you did get there it's not going to pay you as well as you'd hope so i just you're right it's going to be a function of somebody's gonna throw the wallet at it and then that's going to cause people to look at it yeah so anyway um good uh, rants Yeah, yeah. So the the last thing I wanted to kind of touch on is obviously the Ultra Beast. Any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, What about it? Who's going to win it? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea who's doing
0: it. Uh, Well, Atkins um, uh, doubled last year, didn't he? Yeah, but the
1: the team race is now on Sunday, and uh, they've got multiple teams from multiple countries now, so a lot more people are available to do it, so... Um, I think the team race is going to gobble up most of the guys. So it's
0: uh, – yeah, I don't know who's going to be doing it. So, Well, I think for the women, I think Rhea did it last year, didn't she? She won it last year, didn't she? Yeah, but I think she's going to be on a team
1: as well. Oh. Uh, she did the team race in Utah, which is the qualifying race. So, uh, um, you know, yeah, I think it just depends on who's, who's doing it.
0: Right. Well, clearly because we're not even – aware of who's going to do it, that that's going to speak highly of the purse for that event as well.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's a day two event it, it's, it, it always, it always was odd to have such a, you know, I guess they called it a championship, but it just didn't seem to really flow with the, the with the weekend activities. So I don't know.
0: Um, I'm going to say, uh, Chris, uh, Mendoza.
1: Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. He's doing it.
0: Well, I don't know. He, uh, you did last he, he, year. And... He's got
1: the endurance. He he definitely wouldn't be on a team, so he might be doing it. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, you know, you look at a lot of – I mean, I'm sure Austin's probably doing the team race. Uh, I You know, I don't know if Trevor's ever done it before, but that's kind of where, you know, my head goes is to the top uh, 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 WTM guys. And, uh, you know, so that's uh, – he's one of them, so he very well could be in contention. Isaiah always does it, and he definitely – isn't going to be on a team. So if he does it, you know, maybe he'll be in uh, in contention.
0: I don't know, um, man. Have you seen what he looks like these days? I mean, the guy's yoked. It's, it's like a lot of muscle mass to go in an ultra beast event.
1: Yeah, but he's always done well at it. I mean, it's, it's well, he's more, gotten bigger. I mean, just he's, that's more of a grind. So
0: Since he got after that TMX thing, he just seems to be so much bigger than he used to be.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen him this year, so he 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 doesn't do Spartans anymore either. Right. So I tell you, I don't even know if he's qualified. I mean, I guess he has from winning stadium races and stuff, but...
0: Well, the TMX um, Championships, he he looked like he had put on 10 pounds of muscle. Yeah. And, and that's not what I would want to do if I was going to try to do well in a 30-mile mountain race. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a long time ago. He yeah. might have leaned up, but yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: Uh, all right, well, look... uh I appreciate the insight, and I'm certainly glad I had a chance to connect with you. This has been a real good little chat, and I'm going to look forward to seeing you up there on a mountain, and uh, God willing, you're going to be right up there on the top podium, right?
1: I like the sound of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, best of luck to you, and uh, I'll look for you out there, and uh, again, thanks for coming on with me. Anytime. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.